0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Just wanted to remind you at the beginning, Luke's English Podcast is free, but um, uh, I can do this podcast only with help from you, and that means either you can just send me a donation if you fancy it, or if you want to, you can take advantage of the offer that I have with Audible uh, and you can download a free audiobook. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash Luke. You can start a 30-day trial with them. That includes the download of an audio book. If you don't like their service, you can cancel and keep the audio book. So it's like an, a free audio book. And every time someone does that, I get a little bit of support from Audible. Okay, so why don't you try that? It's a good way to, you know, it's just everyone's happy aren't they, if, they if, if you do that? You, me, them, everyone benefits, so why not give it a try? Okay, now let's get started with a brand new episode of Luke's English Podcast, and here it is. Actually, just before we get started, there is something else that I should let you know, and that is that this episode contains some strong language and some rude content. So if you don't like that kind of thing, if you get offended easily by people talking about um, taboo subjects or just rude stuff, then uh, just be prepared because there is a bit of that in this episode, all right? It does get a little bit rude from time to time in this particular one, just because the words that we end up talking about, the words of the year, are a little bit uh, risky and slightly um, related to slightly taboo and rude subjects. All right, I thought I'd just let you know uh, that just so that you can be prepared, basically. All right then, now let's really get started with this new episode, and here we go. You're listening to Luke's English podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Right then, right then, right then, right then. Let's get down to business. Yeah, let's get started with this podcast thing. Don't worry, I haven't become a cockney or anything. Um, No, um, it's just the way I just for some reason decided to start speaking in this episode. But um, right, so welcome to part two uh, of this. Series, I guess it's going to become another mini series. Uh, Welcome to part two of this mini series about the Collins Dictionary Words of the Year 2015. Um, What happened recently is that I had Amber and Paul over to the flat and we talked about this list of new words that Collins are introducing into their online dictionary this year. And these are all words, it's a list of 10 words that um, apparently we've been using a lot this year in in English. when I say we, I don't mean just Paul, Amber, and me. That we would be a, a weird sort of uh, uh, sort of sample if they if they use just us as a as their measure of, of the way the words are being used. No, I mean that generally. It, I think in the UK, this is this mainly is focused on the UK. Uh, these are new words that have been used a lot in the UK this year, and Collins are introducing these ten words into their online dictionary. Okay, uh, so. Um, basically Collins have have judged them to be worthy of of addition in the dictionary. Uh, All of these words relate to uh, new trends in our culture over the last year, sort of new stuff that's been happening. And, you know, because all these new things have been going on, often related to lifestyle or technology, um, it seems that new words have have come into being um, and uh, words that we, we sort of need in order to talk about these new uh, parts of our lifestyle uh, all right so this is not just about language it's also about culture as well and uh, in this series I'm playing you chunks of the conversation that I had with amber and paul I'm just I've broken the conversation up into chunks so I'm playing you a you know a chunk and then pausing that and then clarifying some of the grammar vocabulary and pronunciation that you heard in that chunk and then playing another chunk of the conversation. So instead of just playing the whole conversation in one go, I'm breaking it up and clarifying clarifying and explaining language in between. So you're getting to hear some natural conversation, but also you're getting some intensive language teaching too. And hopefully this is the best of both worlds for you as a listener. You get the natural conversation and you get a bit of teaching and it's all sort of mixed in together. Okay, right now um, in part one, I didn't even we didn't even get to any of the the words. We didn't even deal with um, the the ten words because the bit of conversation I played to you was just the pre-chat before the actual uh subject. So it's a bit ridiculous, but uh, you know it doesn't matter, does it? No, it of course it doesn't. So without any further ado, let's carry on and let me now play you the next conversation chunk. So here it is, Paul, Amber and and me uh, talking about word number 10 in this list of 10 new words. Okay, and here we go. so let's go through the list of ten words and we're going to go from sort of bottom to top meaning the the, uh, we'll end with the word of the year which is uh, the winner let's say of this sort of Collins uh, uh, what is not competition (laughs) this Collins sort of Uh, article. What what is it?
1: It's it's Collins Observation.
0: Observation by Collins. Okay, so we're going to start with the the first word, and uh, let's take it in turns to kind of introduce the words, all right? So the first word in the list is transgender, uh, which is an adjective, transgender, which means of or relating to a person whose gender identity does not fully correspond to the sex assigned to them at birth. So you could say... He's transgender, or she's transgender, or we talk about transgender issues. Okay, so who who is the person that has been in the news a lot uh, this year, who maybe is responsible for bringing the word transgender into our lives so much? Do you know who I'm talking about? Caitlin Jenner. Caitlyn,
2: Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. And Laverne Cox, apparently. I Laverne Cox. I don't know who Laverne Cox is. But, I haven't uh, heard of Laverne uh, Cox. Apparently, the, uh, the, the word has uh, seen an increase of 100%. Uh, since last year, the, this word. Wow. Uh, so yeah, Caitlyn Jenner, uh, I think, it made most of the headlines most of the way around the what's, world.
0: What's the story with Caitlyn Jenner, basically? Great question. I'm not quite sure. She's something to do with the Caitlyn Kardashians.
1: Caitlyn Jenner's a sports was a no military sport.
0: Bru- Bruce Jenner first. Uh,
1: Bruce Jenner
0: used to be Bruce. Now yep. Caitlyn Olympic. Athlete? No. athlete, American mm. athlete, runner. Yep. Um, also famous for being the husband of uh, one of the Kardashians. No. Yes. I'm sorry to talk about the Kardashians on this show, but let's keep it brief. Um, so he, he's fam- a famous American celebrity, um, athlete and reality TV star. Uh, his name was Bruce Jenner, famous guy and sort of held up as a, a great example of an American athlete, you know, and all the sort of macho uh, things we associate with that, but secretly uh, and maybe not so secretly later on in his life, um, he um, sort of identified with um, the more feminine aspects of his uh, identity so he he felt like he, he was much more comfortable when dressed as a woman and when when he was basically considered to be a woman he wanted he felt like he was actually a woman
1: yeah transgendered is about feeling that you're the wrong gender, that you were born a boy or a girl, but you feel very much that it's not just about dressing up, it's not Mm. transvesticism where you enjoy dressing up in a different way. It's more that you feel like, really, you are that gender. Mm. And he had always felt that he was that gender, but later was able to sort of be open about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he was featured in a sort of very high-profile interview on American television in which he talked about um, his decision to become Caitlyn Jenner. And basically, the, the world's media decided that they would refer to him from then on as, as she and mm-hmm. Caitlyn. And Caitlyn was on the front of Vanity Fair, I think. Yep. Uh, and she's a sort of uh, celebrated, um, uh, sort of high-profile woman now. Mm-hmm. And that has also sort of sort of raised the debate about transgender issues and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I think some people... Some people kind of are well I think there are three positions on this. One is like yeah, you go for it, uh, Caitlin. you know, you can do, you can be whoever you want to be and this is great because it raises the profile of uh, the issue and there are many people who uh, feel trapped in their lives and uh, you know Caitlyn Jenner showing that uh, she can be a confident, you know, she can be a confident transgender person uh, makes everyone feel better about themselves. Other people think that no, she's a man. And uh, you can't just change your gender and um, it's unfair to celebrate this woman um, when in fact there are many other women who are doing more sort of worthwhile things and w- the attention should be given to them. And just because a man became a woman doesn't mean that that woman then becomes celebrated for it. Um, do you know what I mean? Uh, Jermaine Greer,
2: I think, is criticizing that. I saw a video a couple of weeks ago about uh, her talking... Uh, just being just an idiot, really, like just... Germaine Greer. Yeah, just... Uh, I, I don't remember exactly what she was saying, but she was basically against... She was like, oh, uh, well, I, f- I, I can't consider this person a woman because she was born a man and... But Germaine hmm. Greer it comes it. from
1: a sort of different world. She's I an think.
2: old school feminist. She's old
1: school, you know, she wrote The Female Eunuch and I think it, it had its place and it had its time and her, her position about how what feminism should be and how we should address it was perhaps really important, but it has changed and I think she's not changed with it but being transgendered is not about being a woman like from birth it's i don't know it's a it's about being transgendered about Mm. admitting that you're changing that gender and it doesn't and feminism again Jermaine, is not about it's not a women's issue it's a people issue we should all be feminists
0: so we've got you know some people are like yeah it's great great thing to celebrate other people are like no you know um that's ridiculous we shouldn't be celebrating that and then other people are going, I don't care. Fine.
2: Yeah. Just yeah. no problem. My ultimate... my uh, The thing I always have with... It, like, my position on all these arguments always is, like, none of it affects me personally. It's not my life. So I've got no right to say anything about it. Right. Like, the fact that they have... You know, that we're giving transgender people rights. Fantastic. Yeah. It's not going to take away any of my rights. Hmm. So I'm not bothered. Like, uh, stop talking about it. What? You know what I mean? Like, stop being against it. Same with the, like, gay marriage and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I was... Obviously for it, yeah, uh, and because it doesn't affect me, like yeah. it's not my.
1: No, you're not for it because it doesn't affect you. You're for it because you think it's right. You yeah, think it's fair. Right, but what I mean, is, no, no, no. What I'm against
2: is. <laughs> oh, like the way, Amber just
0: told <laughs> yeah. you what you're That's actually. What you no, 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 yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm for you thought you, th- right. you thought that you that you thought this, but in fact, Paul. Yeah, what you, you, think? you think this? Yeah, no. What
2: I meant was I I don't like people who are against it. When it doesn't affect them,
0: right? Okay, that's a that's a big argument, isn't it? Which again, we're touching upon another sensitive (laughs) topic here about the issue of gay marriage. Which uh, uh, I think in some parts of the world they they're not, you know, they haven't really come to that debate, you know, in the same way that we have in France or in the UK or in the United States. I think Mm. probably some parts of the world are not, I don't know, quite ready for that conversation yet. They're
1: they're not ready. I mean, in some parts of the world, women are stoned to death for adultery. Yeah. You know, so no, they're not ready for like gay marriage.
0: Anyway, um, I feel like anyway, to 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 do, do, to do d- justice d- to that subject, we'd need to do a full uh, yeah. podcast all about uh, the subject of gay marriage because I'm sure that people out there listening to this have got strong opinions on it, but um
1: So basically transgendered, good good work, Caitlin. Yeah. Is what yeah. We're i are
0: saying. Yeah, a, yeah, was-
2: I I think it's fine. I think it's uh, uh, absolutely fine. Uh, um, three other words that in, in uh, related to that that got added to the dictionary this year as well. Yeah, uh, are cisgender Cis, yeah. cisgender cisgender never heard of that cisgender which uh, I believe just means that you you do uh, relate to the sex that you were born with okay so it's basically so we, we would be cisgender the right. three of us mm-hmm. because we're not transgender with cisgender C-I-S, cisgender uh, cisgender is just like mm. not
0: transgender
2: basically I think so yeah uh, there's misgender as well that got added misgender which is uh, used when uh, you might misgender, say misgender 2015 <laughs> <laughs> it's Caitlyn
0: Jenner. <laughs> uh, how do you feel, Caitlyn? Well, ob- oh, sorry.
2: Well, obviously, I'm
0: uh, very uh, uh, delighted. Anyway, that's a, that a joke.
2: Mi- mi- misgender is used like, oh, the the, the media uh, have misgendered this person. It means that they've wrongly ah. gendered the person. Yeah. So it's a verb to misgender yeah, someone. Misgender. To misgender someone. Uh, and to go along with that, which is kind of cool. Uh, apparently, uh, MX has been added. Like you know, you, you know, you know, when you say my, like on a form, yeah. you say Mister, Mr. M-R or misses like MRS, right? Or MS before your name, you Mister. You can put MR. MX now, which means I'm not willing to give you my MX.
1: It's, it's gender under X,
0: just it's unidentified gender, gender. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So, so you can use that to refer to yourself, but can I can I write a letter to someone Dear and can M-X. I write
2: Dear MX Taylor? Maybe. I, get, I guess that's part of the usage. Yeah, if you don't know the, the person's, na- you know, like, for example, well, I'm trying to think of a, of a name that could be both male and female and spelt the same. Uh, uh, well, I've got a whole. Yeah, loads. There's loads. But anyway, it, one of those, Easy. yeah, if you don't know exactly the name, especially if it's a foreign name, right? If mm. I've, there's been times where when I was, used to, you know, work on a global team and we used to have people, I used to see their names, I'm like, and we used to have to assign them hotel rooms yeah. where we were staying. I'm like, I yeah. don't know if this person is male or female. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so mm. yeah, it could be it could be used in that context as well if you're unsure and you right. don't want to uh, you don't wanna offend them by saying Mr. or Mrs., you can put MX. Mm. Okay. Apparently that's been I'm added. Sh- I
0: I'm sure that some people find that ridiculous, but I think I don't really? see I don't see any problem with it myself, really. Oh, and
2: don't mind. That'll be the third to- the third uh, door in the toilets. So it'll be Mr, Mrs, and, and MX. Then MX
0: for which people is who just yeah, Just haven't decided haven't. yet.
2: <laughs> maybe not.
0: Maybe. <laughs> um, okay, all right. So, uh, so that's one of the words. To misgender someone. I, my students misgender people all the time. I thought they were going to really? say they misgender you. <laughs> well, they they, they do misgender. They, they misgender everyone because, you know...
1: Because they, they talk about his and hers. It's the French thing.
0: Yeah, the people say she instead of he by mistake. That's oh, yeah. true. Yeah. You know, it's like a really embarrassing mistake that uh, learners of English make sometimes that yeah. they, they, they sometimes say she... And they mean he. Mm. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, okay, so so that was transgender. That's the first one. Let's go. Let's go to the next uh, word. Yeah. So we're going down from ten to one. This is number nine. Okay, so let me just pause that conversation chunk now, and explain some stuff that you just heard. Okay, so uh, we just talked about word ten, which was the word transgender. It's by the way, it's one word. Just a single word, not hyphenated. Just one single word: transgender. Um, obviously, the the definition being that it's an adjective, meaning of or relating to a person whose gender identity does not fully correspond to the sex assigned to them at birth. So, someone who's born a boy, for example, and later on in their life they realize that they they feel like that's not their identity. You could they might have the body of a uh, of a, a boy, but they might identify with with being a woman and you could say that person is transgender sometimes that person will uh, undergo operations and stuff in order to like adapt their body so that they are a woman um so there you go that's a transgender person he's transgen transgender she's transgender or transgender issues um, so, we talked about the the case of Caitlin Jenner, formerly known as bruce jenner and here's here 's some of the language that you heard us using um so so um someone said he was held up as a great example of an American athlete, and there is a phrasal verb to be held up as something now, If you listen to my other podcast, which is called a phrasal verb a day then you you probably knew that phrasal verb already because i 've already dealt with that previously but Anyway, to hold someone up as something or to be held up as something, and it's usually passive, to be held up as something. That means that basically, sort of, society has decided that you have this high status as an example of something. So he's held up, you know, he's held up as an example of of, uh, an American athlete. So someone's kind of given high status. Maybe because they represent something in society. Okay, Um, so you know, like Jimi Hendrix is held up as uh, one of the greatest guitarists that we've ever had. For example, in this case, Bruce Jenner uh, was held up as a great example of an American athlete. Okay, Um, next bit of language: Um, he was he identified as female. Okay, and this is the phrase to identify as. And this is the expression that we use, or this is the expression that is used to say that someone feels like they have a particular identity, and it's a way of, of, of associ- a person associating themselves with a particular ethnic or gender identity, okay? For example, well, we have Caitlin Jenner, you know, Bruce Jenner, identified as female, you know, but also there have been other cases this year. D- did you hear about the case of Rachel Dol- Dolizal? Rachel Dolezal, who um, this is, she was in America. She worked as a civil rights uh, leader or civil civil rights campaigner in Washington, normally sort of representing the rights of like African American people. Um, and she was criticised in the media, or in fact shamed in the media for lying about her ethnicity because she basically tried to pass herself off as Black American while campaigning for equal rights issues but actually she was white. So she was in the media pretty much saying, yeah, I'm black. I don't think she ever actually said she was black, but just everything she did and everything she said was basically was, was saying that, you know, she thought or she was black. She was p- passing her- herself off as black when in fact she was white. A very weird case. Even her parents were in the media um because you know after um after she was discovered and people were saying wait a minute you know she's campaigning for for uh equal rights issues as if she's an african-american but wait a minute she's white isn't she has anyone else noticed and her parents were interviewed on on television and the parents both of them white like really white like no question uh the parents were like yeah she's caucasian she yeah she's white um part of this was that she had like an adopted son and she was claiming that the son was was actually her 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 natural son and the the son was like you know black i mean there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with mixing it up and stuff it's just that it seemed to be kind of dishonest or something and a pretty strange thing to do to like lie about your ethnicity and lots of people were really angry about this saying you can't just say that you're black and pretend to be a victim of discrimination when you're obviously white. You know, it's like ev- everyone just needed her, everyone seemed to 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 be desperate for her to admit it. Like, okay everybody, okay admit it, I'm white, all right? Are you happy now? So, you know, she kept being hounded by the media and comments in social networks and stuff like that. And when she was criticized for this, instead of saying, instead of admitting it, she just kept sort of And and, right, instead of admitting that she was lying, and also instead of actually saying, yes, I'm black, which obviously wasn't true, she kept saying, well, I identify as black, which is which is not the same as saying I am black. She's just saying I identify as black. So uh, it's just a complex issue. Some people say that you can identify as a a woman and, and for some reason that's all right but you can't identify as a different ethnicity because it's kind of it's somehow different. Anyway, this was another trending story this year. Um and there's a link to the the web there's a link on my website where you can read more about that. But anyway, the the, the expression was to identify as something. Okay. And in this case we've got to identify as black or identify as African American or identify as a woman. Okay. All right then. Um so Other similar or other related words, we have transvesticism or a transvestite. So a transvestite is different to a transgender person. Transgender is usually a man, could be a woman, but usually a man who identifies as a woman, even though physically he's a man, or the other way around, could be a woman who identifies as a man. And a transvestite is a person who enjoys dressing as a member of the opposite sex for whatever reason. So it's just someone who dresses in like it's a man who dresses in women's clothing. That's a transvestite. It's not a man who really feels that he's a woman or a man trapped in uh, a woman trapped inside a man's body. Okay. So um, for for some reason, this is is far more sh- it's, for some reason it's it's more shocking for a man to dress as a woman. Than it is for a woman to dress as a man, isn't it? Like, you often see women might wear male clothes and it's kind of cool. Like, you had Diane Keaton, the actress Diane Keaton from, she was in a couple of Woody Allen films. And in one of those films, she dresses in a very, in male clothes and that's kind of cool and even sexy. But if a man dresses as a woman, he's considered to be some sort of freak. Uh, it's it's weird, isn't it? It's weird the way these things work, um, and I tried to explain the positions on uh, transgender and uh, and on Caitlyn Jenner, and basically three positions were one, it's a good thing; two, it's a bad thing; and number three, I don't really care. Okay, um, we went on to talk about Jermaine Greer, who is this feminist writer. She wrote a, a book called The Female Eunuch, and um, we said you know she's old school. So, to say that someone is old school, uh, in fact, she's an old school feminist. Old school just means old-fashioned. It doesn't specifically mean that they went to an old school. It just means old-fashioned, okay? Old school music is like old-fashioned music, or old school hip-hop is old, like, hip-hop from the 1980s, for example. So, an old school feminist is just an old-fashioned feminist, okay? Um, And someone said... Um, her position, oh no, this is the position of Jermaine Greer. She basically thinks that, oh no, this is what, okay, this is what Amber said. I just thought I'd repeat it just so that you get it. She said, her position about what feminism should be and how we should address it was important, but it has changed and I think she's not changed with it. Okay, now let's see if you can just repeat that after me. Her position wait, hold on, let me start again. Okay, you ready? Her position about what feminism should be and how we should address it was important, but it has changed. And I think she's not changed with it. Okay. So, by the way, when I'm going, that's you. That's where you're talking. All right. I'm just sort of giving you the rhythm. Okay. Um also in this part of the conversation I talked over Paul quite a lot. To talk over someone is you know someone's talking and you talk at the same time a little bit louder. I talked over Paul quite a lot when he was talking about same sex marriage there. Sorry Paul, didn't mean to talk over you. It's very rude of me. Uh another word that we had in the conversation there was cisgender. Cisgender which is an adjective CIS, gender, it just means uh, uh, like not transgender. Okay. And then we also have to misgender someone, which is a, a verb, um, which is not some sort of transgender competition uh no it's not like misgender 2015 no it, it, misgender is just a verb which means to wrongly gender someone or to, to sort of give someone the wrong gender like if you call if you say that Caitlyn Jenner is oh maybe Caitlyn Jenner is a bad example if you say you know Pamela Anderson's a man obviously it's wrong isn't it i i guess it's obvious that Pamela Anderson isn't a man so you can't misgender Pamela Anderson um, but, you know, who knows? Hollywood is a weird place. Maybe maybe one day we're going to discover that Pamela Anderson was, in fact, a bloke. And thousands, millions of men around the world will suddenly uh, take a very long shower. <laughs> oh, I need to get clean. That may be what some men will do. Anyway. Anyway. Um, and then um, Paul or someone mentioned the idea of MX. MX. So, Obviously, we have Mr, which is Mr. Mrs, Mrs. Miss, M-I-S-S, M-S, or Ms, Ms, which is like when you don't know if a woman is married or not. You can just write M-S, Ms, like Ms Smith. But now, apparently, we have M-X, which just uh, can mean a man, a woman, a married man, an unmarried man, a married woman, an unmarried woman, a transgender person, whatever. So MX, I, quite, actually, I actually quite like MX. I think it solves a lot of our problems because, to be honest, it sometimes it is a problem, especially when you're dealing with Miss and Misses and Ms, because sometimes you don't want to, you don't know if a woman is married, so you don't want to offend her by writing Mrs mi- or Miss, and, and Ms sounds a bit kind of, I don't know, you know, it just seems a bit uh it's like even difficult to say but mx fine just we don't know what gender you are let's let's make it simple just use mx i'm sure some of you are out there thinking you can't use mx it's just wrong well that's a debate isn't it that is a debate about um about the nature of language and the way that language does change it it does it just changes it it moves with the times And it changes. And if we're living in a society where the boundaries between, you know, male and female are becoming more vague, then maybe the language needs to reflect that. Or maybe on the other hand you're thinking to yourself no we you know this is ridiculous a man is a man and a woman is a woman so the language should be black and white we should have mister and Mrs. and and you know and that's that and some of you also might think well if we start you know if we start saying that uh, a man uh, can be a woman if he wants to and a woman can be a man then what's next we're going to have a man saying that he wants to be a monkey or a woman who wants to be an elephant you know where do we draw the line well I don't agree with that argument myself because obviously it's ridiculous, isn't it I mean just because a man is becoming a woman doesn't mean that we we take that to some extreme conclusion uh, as as a logical step no it's the same thing with uh same sex marriage. this is a controversial subject um because as as you heard in our conversation it seemed i I'm sure that many parts of the world in many parts of the world I don't know. You might not be comfortable with that conversation about same-sex marriage. Am I going to go there? Am I going to talk about that? Well, one of the one of the arguments that people make about against same-sex marriage is this: they say, "Well, if you let uh, people of the same gender marry each other, then what's next? Next thing you know, people are going to want to marry. You know, uh, you know, a ma- are you going to let a man marry his son? Are you going to let a man marry uh, 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 a cow?" you know what's next and i think that's ridiculous really because just be- just if you let two men marry each other or two women marry each other i don't believe it's a logical conclusion that then in the world we're going to want to marry animals or members of our family i mean that's that's ridiculous isn't it it's and also suggesting you know that also saying that is like suggesting that that gay people are animals don't you think but if you say, well, if you let a man marry another man, then what's next? Men are going to marry animals. Well, wait a minute. You know, they're not... They're, these are people we're talking about. We're talking about letting people marry each other. We're not talking about letting people marry, you know, like a, a, a cat or something. I mean, that's clearly different. Anyway, I don't want to get drawn into that debate because, I mean, you know, you only need to look in at some places in the world, like even close to home, like in France, where that's clearly a very strong issue and people feel very strongly and passionately about it. I don't want to annoy you or get your back up. Um, So let's move on, shall we? Yes, I think we'll move on. In fact, that was all the language from um, the possibly controversial subject of transgender. That was word 10. So now let's move on to um, listen to the conversation chunk relating to word 9, and here it is. So we're going down from ten to one. This is number nine now, isn't it? So Amber, do you want to well, do this?
1: In one? at number nine is a swipe. To swipe a verb, which is to move your finger across a touchscreen on a mobile phone in order to approve, uh, swipe right or dismiss, swipe left an image. Right. I think we know what image, don't we?
0: Swipe right or swipe left, and we're talking about uh, we're talking about Tinder. 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 Yeah, we
1: must be talking about Tinder. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. been
0: talking about Tinder this year. Do you realise that people, you know, sometimes listen to these episodes f- quite a long time after they were recorded? Mm-hmm. Um, so I imagine there'll be people listening in to this like in years. the future, mm-hmm. and they'll be going, Tinder...
1: <laughs> Ridiculous! It's so that old thing. so
0: 2015.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it's been a trending thing this yeah. the, over the last. We are probably uh, the worst people uh, to talk about it since all three of us are in uh, long-term relationships. Well, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. have you signed
1: up? Nico did. Did he? He's, Why did he sign up? He signed because we wanted to laugh. swipe because my sister was round <laughs> swiping away, and we every time she came round, we were desperate to like get on and have a swipe, and so then Nico he he signed up. And just then,
0: so he could swipe. And
1: then it started off as a bit of a laugh, and then I was like, "Yo, but if you sign up, you need to like like someone." And then I thought, "No, don't like anyone. You need you to unlike." You know unsign. what guys do? You know what and guys it, do it So it's sad. just been
2: swiping left the whole time because
1: there's just lots of pretty girls out there. And then I thought, if anyone, you know, it could be that's what
2: guys do though. The, the, the rule about Tinder, the unwritten rule, is that guys just swipe everyone. Yes, 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 yes. Doesn't matter. Seriously? Yeah. And ah. then it's up to the women to then make a match uh, uh, make a match or not interesting yeah that's a guy there was, there was even a video online about of a guy who got like a motor uh, with <laughs> with he got a motor with finger. a finger no 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 a slab of meat like a, a like a steak s- <laughs> yeah. that just circled around and touched his phone every one second it just went round so it was just like an automatic <laughs> no. like, a, like a sausage on a stick yeah um, oh
0: attached to a, a machine that just automatically swiped everything right yeah. so basically filthy. men just go swipe right 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 and they're like I will do anything I don't care I don't even need to look at it basically yeah or, or at her as yeah. I should say really who's, I don't want to misgender anyone that?
1: well and the thing is though Tinder it's very rude because then, like the follow, I thought it was, you know, a bit more relaxed. You know, everyone internet dating, but then it's quite quickly quite pornographic. Mm.
2: Is it? Yeah. Yeah. People get messages straight away, being like, "Right, where do you live? I want to do you."
1: Or, or naughty, <laughs> naughty pictures.
2: Seriously. Yeah. Yes.
0: There's a there's a word for a, a naughty pick. What's that? Isn't there? Well, for the for the male version, yeah. The male version. Yeah, dick it's, pick. it's a dick pick. A dick pick. Since, yeah. I think since we're talking about trending words, that is a rude word everybody. I'm sure you identified that when you yeah. heard it. But um yeah, there's another trending word though, a dick pick. It's not a very nice Phrase yeah, it's t- not t- something t- you should use when your grandparents are around. Is it, hello, is a tit-
1: hello, gran. I don't know. if it's <laughs> my new t- phone. <laughs>
2: a tit pick. A the tit f- pick. I well. don't. I
1: don't think. so exactly. I mean, Maybe
2: or a pussy pick. I don't. Oh, know. D- oh, I don't know. No, right. I doubt it. I mean, why? Really? To be fair, it's only men that do that. Speak. No, I'm not even going to go there. Don't go there, Paul. Don't go there. There's a guy who's 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 been very inventive with his dick pick.
1: Going there. Paul, aren't you You're yeah. going there?
2: He's dipping it's his great. toe in. It's, it's actually very, very, very funny, and it's very artistic. And well, there was that puppet
1: show, wasn't it? <laughs> it? Not puppet, but there's that penis theatre. Yeah. Do you remember? Uh, that, reminds that? No,
2: I don't remember. because I,
0: <laughs> I, I don't know if you believe me, but I haven't watched penis theatre. It's what? not my kind of entertainment, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not like, that's not what I do in my free time. Oh, what am I going to do? Oh, you know, I've got a little bit of free time. I know. <laughs> I'm going to see if there are any penis related forms of entertainment out there beyond porn. Maybe like more family-based. No, I'm, that's not what I'm interested in. Okay. But anyway, go on. Tell us about
2: penis theatre. Well, he just
1: sculpted somehow his penis into shapes. It was like a... I oh,
2: know. this is maybe the same... Well, there's, there's a guy basically uh, who I think has done I've something not seen it. similar. Where it's just he's, he's basically taking pictures of his of his phallus uh, and just added like, like smiley faces and things like that in just in different positions. They're, they're actually quite funny. Um, I have heard of that. It's it, it was it's been like on my Facebook for the last two days like people just liking it and sharing the, the thing. Okay, yeah. and it's it's uh, it's it's very it's I mean it's hilarious. I mean it doesn't look like you're looking at a penis, but you you are.
0: So basically, you spend a lot of your time looking at other people's penises on on the internet. I do. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I do. Oh my. <laughs> So, okay. So uh, swipe, swipe. So it was okay. swipe left and swipe right mm-hmm. on an on app called Tinder, which is a dating app where basically people put their pictures on there. And it's a very simple way of deciding if you're interested in someone, the pictures come up. And if you're interested in them, you swipe right. And if you're not interested, you swipe left. And if you swipe someone right and they swipe you right, then it takes it to the next stage and you can chat with the person mm-hmm. and then you can arrange the meetup
2: and mm. do each
0: other. Right. <laughs> that seems to be what this is all about. It is. Yeah. Um, okay. I think we should do
2: that for comedy. I think we should have a swipe left, swipe right for comedy. You know, it's like if, oh, I'm going to tell you a joke, then you all get to yeah. swipe left, swipe right. Things so,
0: though, if all the audience just swipe left all the time, there'll be no
2: show, right? Yeah. We've got and five comedians. Fair, when they laugh, that is basically swipe left. I don't know if yeah. swipe left is accept or it doesn't matter. Swipe left remember. is is Next dismiss, word. and
0: swipe right is accept. Okay, so that was word nine to swipe swipe left or swipe right. And there was some rude language and rude content there, uh, which I'm sure that some of you will be very glad to hear, because I know that some of you love that kind of thing. Um, anyway, there it is. That's that's what's been in our culture for the last uh, 12 months, uh, like the whole Twitter phenomenon and everything that goes along with it. No, 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 not, not Twitter, not the whole Twitter phenomenon, the Tinder, the whole Tinder phenomenon. I meant to say Tinder, I said Twitter by mistake. Anyway, I'm just interrupting myself. The whole Tinder phenomenon. Ph- the whole Tinder phenomenon. Oh, for f- sake. The whole Tinder phenomenon. Okay. Right, let's carry on. The whole Tinder t- phenomenon and everything that goes along with it, including the language that we associate with it—some um, rude stuff—but it's just it's just a bit of fun. Don't take it too seriously. Um, so let me go through some of the language. So we had the word swipe. Okay, um, swipe, which is a verb, move a finger across a touch screen on a mobile phone in order to approve, swipe right, or dismiss, swipe left, an image. Okay, so swipe was already a word like swipe um, uh, with with your hand, but this is the specific use of swipe right or swipe left to mean accept or reject someone on a dating app. Uh, Tinder, of course, is the app. Um, and uh, you heard us explain what, what's, what Tinder is all about. Um, so, Tinder. Let's look at the pronunciation of Tinder. Um, someone said Tinder. Tinder, like that. I don't know who it was who said that, but Tinder... Now notice that pronunciation which is which is done with surprise and maybe disdain like Tinder okay now can you do that so that obviously normally you'd say uh yeah I'm on Tinder you're on Tinder like that okay Tinder um you know you could you could do that intonation with anything it's like what are you drinking uh, orange juice orange juice you're drinking orange juice uh you know or it could be uh so uh, what are you going to do later? Oh, I'm just going to go to the cinema. The cinema? Oh, that's sad. Okay, obviously the cinema isn't sad. It's all right. But um, another thing would be like, oh, so what, which film are you going to see? Oh, I'm going to see Twilight. You're going to see Twilight? What, are you a teenage girl? You know, that kind of intonation. Uh, what? What's that app? Oh, Tinder. Tinder? You're on Tinder. So surprise and disdain like that. Okay. Um, Next phrase is to sign up. And I imagine that, well, do you know the phrase to sign up? It's just when you join uh, an application, like you join a website service or when you join Tinder, you would sign up. You'd sign up to Twitter. to twitter yeah you can sign up to twitter and sign up to tinder and sign up to facebook so once you've signed up you've registered all your details and then you every time you go on you don't sign up you log in don't you so sign up means become a member of it and then log in means like enter into it um okay by adding your your id and your password um The unwritten rule. You heard, uh, I think it was Paul who said the unwritten rule. So um, have you ever heard that phrase, an unwritten rule or the unwritten rules? Well, apparently an unwritten rule of, of of Tinder is that men just accept all the girls and girls are more selective. So that's the unwritten rule of Tinder. You know, there are various other unwritten rules. For example, unwritten rules of using the tube in London. You know, one of the unwritten rules is that you let people off the train before you get on. So when the train comes, the doors open and you you don't try and shove into the train immediately. No, you wait and you let people off before you get on. And it's it's not written anywhere. It's just an unwritten rule. Um, and in fact, uh, if you break that rule in London, then people will. They, they will get annoyed with you if you try and squeeze into the train before people have got out. Then people will say things like, you know, let people off the train first, please. And it's just one of the unwritten rules of using the Tube. If you want to know more about how to use the Tube, go back to one of my previous episodes. Again, I don't remember the number, but it's called Mind the Gap, How to Use the London Underground. Um, so that was the unwritten rule. Another bit of language, to make a match. Make a match. It's just to match, to match with someone, to make a match. Okay, uh, for example, if you just to find two things that match, or if you find someone that matches you, you make a match. It's just to match things together, to make a match. Okay, um, now you heard the. I was trying to avoid using too many swear words in this section, and you heard me say, I will do anything. So, do here means to have sex with. Okay, so to do someone is to have sex with someone. Uh, to screw someone as well is another word and it's basically it's an alternative to the f word you know the one i mean yeah Fre- friend no uh anyway to f- fun fun no it's not fun either you know the word it's okay it's fuck all right fuck there you go fine some of you are shocked at this moment uh some of you are laughing and some of you uh are asleep i imagine i don't know but anyway i will do anything to do uh, just means to have sex with. Okay, yes, it was rude this section, but you know we're talking about Tinder. Welcome to the welcome welcome to the twenty first century, I suppose. All right, so next, naughty pictures, naughty. Now you know the word naughty, don't you? Um, there's sort of two meanings of naughty. One of them is is a word you would use to describe someone who's badly behaved, like a child or a dog or something. You know, don't be naughty. You know, naughty boy. You'd say to a child who was doing something wrong, you know. Usually, the example is a child who's stolen some biscuits. Biscuits are always a good example, aren't they? So, you know, little little boys called little boy called Jeffrey. No, Jeffrey, no. Don't be naughty. You're not allowed to take those biscuits. So, to do something naughty. Um, but the other meaning of naughty which is a bit weird considering the first meaning. But anyway, the other meaning of naughty is sort of something a bit sexual. So naughty pictures means like sexy pictures. So naughty can mean sexy as well. But I mean, in terms of like that sort of slightly, um, what's the word for it? Um, Prohibited sexual acts, not very serious, not criminal ones, but just sort of like sexy, but with a sense of you're not supposed to be doing it. So, you know, to do something naughty in the bedroom. Yeah, maybe this is a particularly British thing. Maybe we've got a bit of a hang-up about sex that we're still a little bit awkward about sex and so we treat it with this kind of level of sort of taboo um unlike in in other countries where people are just a lot more sort of comfortable and open about it. In the UK, we're still we still find it to be a little bit Uh, I don't know, there's some level of guilt involved. I think this is probably from our Puritan sort of religious past. Uh, The Victorians were were very uncomfortable about sex and very shy about their bodies and they wouldn't reveal their body parts and they would consider sex to be sort of a, a sin, sinful act and something you should feel guilty about. And this is still in our culture, Um, You know, less so, less so these days, but certainly your older generation still consider sex to be a sort of a a taboo thing, a naughty thing that you shouldn't be doing. Um, So anyway, naughty pictures, right. And then we ended up talking specifically about what kind of naughty pictures. And yes, we had the expression dick pics. Well, you know what a dick pic is. We also had a tit pic. I'd never heard of a tit pic before, but a, a tit, you know what a tit is. Again, sorry, listeners, if you're offended by rude language, but this won't last long. Uh tit pick is a a picture of someone's tit. A tit is a breast, isn't it? Yeah. Um Tits, boobs, breasts. Okay. And then also we had the word pussy pick. That's a word that, that that some people don't like. Like my 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 mum really has a problem with the word with that word pussy. And I don't know, there's something very sort of uh uh, unsophisticated about the word anyway. Uh, pussy pick. I've never heard of a pussy pick before. Uh, don't go there. Now this is this is a phrase that you can use when someone is going to start talking about a dodgy subject, or when someone's going to start talking about a sensitive or dangerous or possibly offensive subject, or a subject that could cause offence. And you say, look, don't no, don't go there. Don't go there. Meaning don't start talking about that. Don't go there. Okay. And then, you know, you're not, you're going there, aren't you? You're going there, meaning you're, you're going to start talking about that subject. So you've got like, don't go there. And then you could say, don't take me there, which means don't make me talk about that subject. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, you know, oh yeah, did you hear, did you see the thing on the, on the internet about the guy who takes pictures of himself? Oh, don't go, don't go there, Paul. Don't go there oh, well, don't take me there. You're the one who started it. And it's like, anyway, let me tell you about the pictures. Oh, you're going there. You know, that kind of thing. So don't go there. Don't talk about that. Um, he's, He's dipping his toe in, I said. So Amber said, look, Paul, don't go there. And Paul continued to talk about what, the, the guy who sculpts his penis into different pictures. <laughs> and he started talking, he continued talking about it. And Amber said, oh, you, you're going there. And I said, well, he's dipping his toe in. Now, if you dip your toe in, it's like you put your toe in the swimming pool or you dip your toe into the bath, you know, just to test the temperature of the water. So if he's like just start doing something in order to test out, to test it out, you dip your toe in he's dipping his toe into the water like he's gonna go there he's just dipping his toe in now but he might just dive in completely okay just an analogy yeah um um apparently this guy that paul was talking about he's taken pictures of his phallus well a phallus is a is a penis isn't it yeah and there are other words for the penis you have got like you know medical or clinical sort of words like the penis the phallus and then informal words. There are informal words for your penis which are not that rude, like the willy. Like the word willy is a is a is a word. It's, you know, like a sort of word that a child would use. You know, like um, I, I don't want to give an example of a child talking about his willy. Okay, I'm not going to go there. All right. And then there are other other words to talk about. Uh, a a penis, which are suggestive, but not out-and-out swear words. So these are suggestive words that are a little bit naughty, but not fully rude, you know. And these are words like a tadger, a member, and a private part, or your private parts. So his tadger, you know... uh what like he's he's taken a picture? you know what this guy did is he took a few pictures of his tadger and he put them on the internet a tadger it's a funny word isn't it uh member you know it's like you know he's uh he took a photograph of his member it's suggestive it's not a direct swear word and then we've got direct rude words these words that you might know like prick uh cock and dick there you go All right, so that that was the rude uh, section about word number nine, all relating to Tinder. Um, Interesting, that stuff. And um, so, okay, I'm going to play you now word eight. Uh, this is the conversation chunk or conversation section about Word 8. I'm going to play you that, and then I'll go through the language for Word 8, and then I'll, that'll probably be enough for this episode. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a series. I, I guess this is going to be, what, three or four episodes about the words of the year, which is all right, you know, lots of language, and it's, a, it's, it's all current and relevant. Um, okay, so here comes uh, the conversation chunk about Word 8, and here it is. Okay, so now we're on to word number eight uh, in a list of ten, Paul. Uh,
2: shaming, which is a noun, which is uh, the attempt to embarrass a person or a group uh, by drawing attention to their perceived offence, especially on social media. So you, you would use it like, you know, I'm gonna uh, Well, you could; it could be a verb as well. Like I'm, I'm going to shame you online. Like I'm uh, someone shaming, but sh- uh, like shaming, yeah, yeah. So it's it would be the equivalent of. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of uh, of something recently that I've read or seen where like, somebody th- shamed someone. I can okay.
0: think of an example of, of public shaming on, on the internet. This is the story of a woman called Justine Sacco who worked for a company, an American corporation called IAC, which is like a big media company. And, and she ended up getting really badly publicly shamed on Twitter. And uh, she made a, a really stupid mistake um, and it, it kind of ruined her life, basically. In, in, in a matter of hours. So what happened was uh, she was taking a flight to somewhere in Africa. I'm not sure where. Just after she'd boarded the plane and before the plane took off, the last thing she, thing she did was she tweeted this tweet. And I'm paraphrasing, but it was basically this. I'm just, uh, I'm just um, about to fly to Africa. Uh, I hope I don't get AIDS. Um, but, oh, actually, I probably won't because I'm white. Okay? Now, Terrible joke, like, a huge mistake. Why would you tweet that? I mean, it's... Yeah,
1: but she was trying... To,
0: she's trying to be funny, but, you know... She was
1: trying to be funny by, by also, like, not by awkwardly implying that it's very unfair. right? How, you know... That there is this massive problem in Africa, and it's less of a problem in Europe and in the States because there's all these drugs and they have all this help mm. and support. So she was kind of. So her
0: know, her intention was actually quite good because she wanted to try and, by using an ironic joke, she wanted to highlight the inequality in you know in Africa and the fact that uh, only certain types of people uh, are getting AIDS, for example, and and that's a bad thing. So she had the right intentions, but she tweeted this. I mean, it's a dangerous thing, because like, if you, use, if you put that sort of thing on Twitter, even if your intention is good, the chances are people are going to misunderstand, and they're going to have a knee-jerk reaction, and they will respond in a very angry uh, way. And that's exactly what happened. So she, she tweeted it, and she went, oh, there's my funny little joker. Uh, that's very clever, great, and now I'll, I'll enjoy my flight. She turned off her phone, and uh, while she was in the air, Twitter decided to just uh, everyone on Twitter decided to shame her. Mm -hmm. So there was like a huge uh, load of tweets just um, shaming her. Everyone was like really shocked, completely misunderstanding the the intention of her joke. And by the time she landed and switched on her phone, apparently one of her friends texted her and said, I think you need to look at Twitter or one of her friends texted her and said, I'm really sorry about what's happening on Twitter. Are you all right? And she was like, what do you mean what happened on Twitter? And then she checked and she saw all of this stuff, you know, all these people abusing her, people calling for her to, to quit her job. Uh, her, her boss had, had fired her. So she'd lost her job during the flight. Everything went horribly wrong in a massive way. And it's because of the way that she was shamed on Twitter.
2: The one that was recently was a, um, an Uber driver got mm. beaten up by an executive of Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this executive, he got beaten up. Yeah. So this executive got, uh, the, he's an executive at Taco Bell, got into a, a, a an Uber car. Yeah. Um, and uh, completely wasted, completely off his face, drunk. And, yeah. And uh, he couldn't... um, He wouldn't... For some reason, he wouldn't give the Uber driver the directions to his house. And he was slurring his words and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And so eventually, the Uber driver pulled over into a car park and just said, you need to get out of my car. Yeah. Uh, You're too drunk. Right. um, uh, Sorry, Uber, taxis. It's like an online taxi thing. Um, And uh, yeah, on his way out of the car, he basically beat the crap out of the driver. (gasps) Like, started punching him in the face. Oh. Uh, And then uh, the driver kind of knew that probably thought this was gonna happen, so he had some pepper spray handy, managed to get away with it, but the guy got fired from Taco Bell and uh because of the, the onslaught online of like right, the, that, the that's video. not shaming.
1: That's that's fair. I mean that's justice. Did... I guess so yeah I mean, but he, he still he got shamed. But, but, but yes, he shaming. did
0: get he did get shamed online. Basically when when people found out what had happened, yeah. they they used Twitter as a way of very publicly criticizing him and abusing him, uh, bringing lots of shame to him. And the result was that he got fired. Maybe there was justice in that, maybe.
1: But I feel that shaming sort of implies that there's something unjust about it. Like You're making a judgment call on the way that someone looks or what someone does. You know, there's that whole thing about slut shaming. And it was like, Mm. you know, just making people feel bad for a perceived error or a perceived i don't know just some sort of behavior which isn't necessarily wrong that does actually seem well the the thing
2: that that woman wrote was pretty deserved that
1: well i mean did she deserve to lose her job for making a bad joke she didn't think it through but it wasn't she wasn't saying i think africans deserve to get aid she was saying what we could say that i mean i read it as i don't think people have fair access to treatment for hiv i mean that's a fair statement she just made a in a, in a sort of yeah, bit kind of a gauche way. She
0: definitely was not making a joke about AIDS. She was trying to make a comment about how unfair the situation is. So that, okay, so that was Justine Sacco's intention was to actually, you know, make that point. But uh, yeah. it was unwise to do it on Twitter. And yeah. the, the thing about public shaming is that um, people seem to think that shaming someone on Twitter is the right form of punishment for a perceived offense but in fact what it is is far more damaging and far more destructive than is than is necessary yeah. and and people f- it's 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 a complicated issue but um, i think one person writing a shame a shaming comment about someone on twitter they feel like it's kind of a small thing so each individual who takes part doesn't feel the full responsibility of the yeah, outcome yeah, yeah. of it, and so um, no one actually takes responsibility for it fully. And it's not the the proper procedure for bringing someone to justice. You know, if someone has done something wrong, they should be made accountable mm. for it, but it should be done through the proper uh, proper channels in a way that is. You know, justi- justified and ac- accounted for, and everything, rather than just abusing someone into the ground publicly on on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Now, actually, um, there's a book that deals with this that was released, I think, in the last twelve months, uh, and.
2: Uh, can you get it on audible.com? You can
0: get it on audible.com. Well, Paul. there we go. In fact, I listened to the audiobook of this of this book and it deals with this subject. What it's, is the book? The book is called So You've Been Publicly Shamed and mm. it's by uh, a journalist uh, called John Ronson, who you might know. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he
1: well, uh, yeah, I think I heard an interview about this. Mm. So You've Been Publicly Shamed because he wrote um Them and the Psychopath Test.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, can, uh, can your listeners uh, get that book for free <laughs> if they uh, if they go to audible.com slash teacher Luke? Yes, they can. Uh, that's right.
0: If, if they want to, they can get it free. Uh, Audibletrial.com forward slash teacher Luke. You can just sign up for a 30 day trial with Audible. And that includes one free download. And if they don't like the service, they can cancel their membership, but keep the audio book. So crazy. Esen- essentially it's, you know, it's a free audio book and, and they could listen to this one. It's genuinely a really, really good book. I, I loved listening to it. John Ronson is a brilliant narrator. He narrates it himself mm. and he, he's sort of like, he's got this he's really... He's got an unusual voice. He's got a slightly unusual voice, which uh, at the beginning is a little bit off-putting, but he actually really draws you into the story. And, and many of the... the Many many things in the book are stories about, you know, personal experiences of public shaming, And and the way he narrates them, it's he really brings you in to the point where you really do feel the pain of the person who experienced the public shaming. He's able to look into the the subject in enough depth and detail. That you get a full understanding of, of the subject. And it's actually really important and really revealing about modern life yeah. and the place of things like technology in modern life. So it's called So You've Been Publicly Shamed by John Ronson. Uh, audibletrial.com forward slash teacher loot. You can get the book.
1: I'm going to give it a go. Yeah, you really should. I love an audiobook
0: it's one of the it's, it's one of the best uh, audiobooks I've listened to for quite a while uh, we can talk a b- little bit more about audiobooks in a bit but let's go back right. to these uh, these words so that was shaming or, or public shaming okay so let me go through um, words that relate to uh, word eight and that was all uh, that was the word shaming or uh, public shaming we had quite a big discussion about public shaming there, including some audiobook recommendations. Let me just fly through some of this uh, clarification so again, the definition of the word shaming it's a noun and it means attempting to embarrass a person or a group of people by drawing attention to their perceived offense, especially on social media. So it's like kind of um, actually for me it's about when 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 Someone is perceived to have done something wrong and the internet attacks them for it, making them feel really bad about it. That's what shaming is for me, uh, especially on social media. And we also have to be publicly shamed, uh, which is where, you know, someone is like... It's the same thing, basically. Um, So we had um, some examples of language like this. She was trying to be funny by awkwardly implying that it's very unfair. She was trying to be funny... By awkwardly implying that it's very unfair. So let's look at the word implying. If you imply something, you don't state it directly, you just state it in an indirect way. So to imply something. So you could, you know, imply that someone is lying. You know, for example, if, if um, someone at work takes the day off sick. And you don't believe that they're sick and they come back to work the next day and they're fine. In fact, they look all fresh-faced. And you can say, oh, um, so um, uh, you look very fresh-faced. Uh, I suppose you spent the day in bed, did you? And the person would say, are you, implying that, are you implying that I wasn't sick? Don't, Im- don't imply that I wasn't sick like that. I was in bed all day. Thank you very much. And I'm on some very powerful medication. So you know, don't imply uh, that I'm sick, or, or don't imply that I was lying. Are you implying that I'm lying? Do you know what the noun is to imply for, for imply? The noun, it's an implication. Yeah. So uh, anyway, in this case, um, she was trying to be funny by awkwardly implying that it was that it's very unfair. So I'm talking about that woman who uh, was publicly shamed for the joke that she did on Twitter. It's again. It, we're talking about a sensitive subject here, and that may be why these are trending words because the subjects have created a lot of debate, and everyone's been talking about these subjects, um, and so that's that's why um, that's why this language is is being very frequent uh, this year. Um, so another bit, another extract from that chunk was: uh, "There's a massive problem in Africa, and it's it's less of a problem in Europe." Uh, why did I write that? What's the what's the language feature about that? There, there's this massive problem in Africa, and it's less of a problem in Europe. Well, okay. It's less of a problem, more of a problem, and less of a problem, more of a something, and less of a something. You know, we have less, uh, less plus adjectives like less hot, more cold, but you can also have less or more with a noun. So, it's less of an issue, less of a problem. And, and when you say less or more with a noun, you, we use of. Less of a problem, less of a, a misunderstanding, more of a misunderstanding, that kind of thing. All right? So, um, here's another extract, and it's, it's this. If you put that on Twitter, the chances are people are going to misunderstand, and they're going to have a knee-jerk reaction, and they will respond in a very angry way. Okay, so two phrases from that sentence. Um, One of them is, the chances are. And this is just a way of saying, this is probably going to happen. So, you know, the chances are it's going to rain tomorrow. Or the chances are England are never going to win the World Cup ever again. I don't know if that's true. We'll see. The chances are people are going to misunderstand that, you know, the chances are, you know, if you put a joke on Twitter, the chances are people are going to misunderstand it. So, there you go. The chances are something is going to happen. Okay? Uh, it's just a way of saying uh, it's likely or there's a, there's a big chance that this is going to happen. The chances are that, uh, uh, you know, it's going to be a misunderstanding. Okay, and then the next thing is they're going to have a knee-jerk reaction. What's a knee-jerk reaction? Well, you know, if you if you cross your legs when you're sitting down, so that your leg one leg is crossed over the other leg and it's kind of hanging there, and if you tap the the, the front of your knee, sometimes your your leg jerks. That's that's a knee-jerk. That's literally a knee-jerk reaction. The doctor does it sometimes. He's got like a little hammer and Doon, he hits your knee and your leg leaps forward. It's kind of weird. It's like a. It's because there's a nerve, an exposed nerve there in your when you bend your leg like that, and you can tap the nerve and it causes your leg to jump forwards. That's literally a knee jerk reaction. But in terms of um, responses to a situation, you can also have a knee jerk reaction. For example, if you see a, a joke about AIDS on on Twitter, it might be that you just immediately react without thinking about it. And your immediate response is like, "How dare you joke about this serious subject?" That would be a knee-jerk reaction. So it's a response to something where the person just immediately responds in a in a probably quite an emotional way without really thinking about it. So a knee-jerk reaction, okay? So, for example, you know, if you hear me talk about same-sex marriage on the podcast. You know, I hope that you don't have a knee jerk reaction and immediately sort of get upset about it or something. Yeah, okay, so a knee jerk reaction. All right, um, now, uh, next phrase uh, is this um, so, an Uber driver got beaten up by an executive of Taco Bell. Well, Uber, um, I don't know if you've got Uber in your country, but Uber is is brilliant and it's another thing that's really been in the news this year. So Uber is an app on your phone and it's basically a way to to get taxis, except that they're not taxis. So Uber is... So you open up the app on your phone and you you open it up and it shows you a map of your local area and you'll see little cars driving around on the map, little pictures of cars driving around in the area. And you just tap Request Uber and one of those cars will pick up on your request if he's close to you and uh you can accept the the driver and then that person will come and and to your location uh and you can set uh your destination in the app and the driver gets the destination in his phone and so he comes and picks you up in the car and automatically he knows where you're going and he then takes you to your destination and uh, the payment is done online, so you don't need to hand over any cash at the end of the journey. The payment is automatic; it's done online using, you know, credit card details and stuff. And um, and and that's that. And it's 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 a little bit cheaper than than normal taxis, and it's a bit more reliable because the Uber drivers are, all have you know some sort of like satellite GPS built into their application on on their phone. And also, you don't need to worry about you know payment. And the, because the price is fixed, so there's, you don't get the sense the taxi drivers are going to rip you off. Um, so that's Uber, and also any. I think anyone can be an Uber driver. I think you need to apply for it, but you don't need to go through a special taxi, you know, process, taxi application process. You can just be an Uber driver, and for the for the users, it seems to be great because Uber drivers, well, certainly in Paris, they're really friendly. They're more, to be honest with you, they're more friendly they're friendlier than the normal taxi drivers. I mean, sorry, but that's true. If there are any French taxi drivers listening to this and you're getting upset, I'm sorry, but personal experience, um, I I, I always have a good experience with Uber drivers. And even if you, as an individual taxi driver, you might be lovely. Um, Many times I've had, you know, rude taxi drivers, okay? So anyway, the service is nicer and the price is a little bit better. So uh, Uber is like a big, uh, taxi uh, service uh, using the internet. Um, it's really, really interesting uh, service. So anyway, an Uber driver got beaten up. So if you get beaten up, it's like someone punches and kicks you. They assault you physically, bang, punching and kicking you uh, uh, until you're really badly injured. So to get beaten up, it's like to be not just punched once, but punched again and again until you're in a very sort of Bad physical state. Um, So, an Uber driver got beaten up by an executive of Taco Bell. Taco Bell is a fast food restaurant. Um, Okay, so uh, he was completely wasted and completely off his face. And these are words to describe when someone is drunk. If someone's wasted, it means they're drunk. They're really drunk. And if someone is off his face or off her face, it means that they are drunk as well. To be off your face, Or wasted. Usually drunk could mean wasted on drugs as well. Like, look at her, she's wasted. God, look at her, she's off her face. Off your face or off your head on drugs or or alcohol. Yeah, okay. All right. And he was slurring his words. He was slurring his words. Remember that one? If you're a long term Lepster, long term Lepster, I quite like that. If you're a long term Lepster, then you might remember. That phrase to slur your words that's from way back in what episode five about Joaquin Phoenix he was slurring his words. I don't know if um, how many of you listened to that um okay, so slur your words it's like when you're not speaking properly, probably because of alcohol so it's like oh, i I was just I was just trying to just trying to call an uber I was just trying i can't i can't I've, my phone's run out of battery I can't uh, call an uber. All right. Obviously, that that person is really wasted. I don't. Know, I don't know. What, uh, I'm just, it's sounding like Ozzy Osbourne, isn't it? Oh, I was just. I was just trying to. I was Sharon. I was just trying to call an Uber. I can't do it. No, is that? That wasn't Ozzy Osbourne. I can do a better Ozzy Osbourne than that. Come on. Um... Yeah, I was just, I was, I was, trying to call an Uber and I couldn't do it. And uh, I, I don't know how it works. Like, uh, how does this, how this Uber thing work? I don't understand it. All right, that was my attempt at a, at Ozzy Osbourne. All right. Um, so that was um to slur your words. Okay. Next thing, there's something unjust about it. If something is unjust, it means it's unfair. It's it's not justice. There's, there's something unfair about it. It ain't justice. It's unjust. Yeah. Um you're making a judgment call on the way someone looks or what someone does. If you make a judgment call, it means you're you're judging something or judging someone. It sounds good though, doesn't it? You're making a judgment call. On the way someone looks, which means that you're making a value value judgment, or you're judging the way someone looks. You're making a judgment call on the way someone looks. Okay, uh, another one. You know, there was that whole thing about slut shaming. Was there a whole thing? Was there a whole thing about slut shaming? Amber, really? Anyway, a whole thing about slut shaming. You know what a slut is? A slut is a, a promiscuous girl or a promiscuous woman, a woman who sleeps around a lot a slut or a slag. So, slut shaming, I I don't really know. I'm not that familiar with slut shaming. But I mean, I can pretty much guess that it's um, like naming people or identifying people as a slut. So, if someone is being a slut, it would mean sort of like shaming them for doing it by sort of posting something on the internet to say, you know, Sharon's a slut. It's like slut shaming. Okay. Uh it's not obviously not a very fair thing to do. I mean if she wants to be a slut let her be a slut. You know, you don't need to shame her for it, do you? Maybe maybe you do. I don't know if there's a case for that. Anyway, um so the audiobook recommendation here was John Ronson's uh, the book by John Ronson called So You've Been Publicly Shamed. Um and you know, you can download that book from uh, as an audiobook from uh, Am- uh, Amazon, no, from Audible. Uh, audibletrial.com forward slash teacher luke or click one of the buttons on the website that says Audible and you can, you know, check test out their service for 30 days and you can download any audio book you want. And if you don't like it, you can cancel and keep the audio book. All the details are on my website. Um, you could get So You've Been Publicly Shamed, as you heard me mention in the episode. Um, and um, I talked about John Ronson's voice and I said, his voice is a bit off-putting at the beginning. If something is off-putting, it means it puts you off, all right. So I don't know. Let's say you're trying to take an exam. You're doing your English exam, but you can hear someone talking in the next room. So you're doing your English exam, and in the next room you can hear a teacher going. Well, the, the most the, clearly, the most important thing about uh, the the speaking part of the IELTS exam is that this is this is this is probably the most important thing I can tell you about IELTS. Um, uh, and listen carefully. This is going to be very important. And, and you're thinking, oh, God, that's really off-putting. I'm trying to focus on my exam. And that's really putting me off. That's really off-putting. OK, so if something's off-putting, it's sort of like, you know, makes it difficult to concentrate. So I said about John Ronson, I, I said his voice is a bit off-putting at the beginning, but he he does really draw you into the story. And you know, it takes a little while to get used to his voice. Like, it takes you about five minutes, to be fair, to get used to his voice. But then it's brilliant. And he's got a really great way of bringing drama into the story using his voice. So, that's John Ronson. So, you've been publicly shamed. Okay. And that, that's the end of the, the, the language analysis section for, for Word 8, um, shaming. And, um, and that's it for this, this part. Yeah, that's it for this part of the podcast. Um, I'm now going to um, just like do the post-production on this episode. Um, but you should be able to check out uh, the next part, which will be part three in this series about the words of the year 2015. All right. What do you think? What do you think about the issues that you've heard in this episode? That could be, here are a few questions that you could respond to. Question number one: What do you think about the words that have been added to the dictionary? Do you think these words should have been added? Um, if you don't think they should have been added, why? Why not? What, what do you think about that? Secondly, uh, what do you think about uh, the um, what do you think about Tinder and um, you know the, the the way that Tinder or or dating apps like using the internet to do dating? How do you feel about that? And do you think that it's um, is it, is it changing the way that we uh, meet people? Is it changing relationships? Do you have Tinder? Uh, have you used it? What do you think of it? Um, word 8 was about shaming. What do you think about public shaming? Do you think that it's fair to, um, to, to shame people on Twitter or social networks? What do you think about that stuff? I mean, you've got shaming and there's trolling as well trolling, which is the word's been around for longer. And that's just basically trying to make people angry, just being provocative, just saying rude things or trying to trying to cause, trying to offend people or make people angry by leaving, you know, uh, rude comments in, in social networking sites. That's trolling. Um, but um, this is shaming. Do you think it's right to, uh, do you think that Twitter is a good way of sort of uh, publicly punishing someone for doing something wrong? Uh, What's your position on that? And do you know any examples of public shaming that have been in the news in your countries? Uh, Let me know your thoughts, as ever. Go to teacherluke.co.uk and just leave a comment. Don't forget, you can edit your comments now. You get five minutes of editing time. Um, Okay, that's the end of this episode. Speak to you again very soon. Thank you for being lovely, lovely people and listening all the way to the end. You are fantastic. You are like the super special, super duper, wicked listeners. Um, If you are an LEP ninja, and by, by that I mean one of those people who just hides in the shadows listening... Uh, in comfort without actually commenting, then I would like to invite you to step forward into the light and leave a comment. Just let me know that you exist. You can then slide back into the background if you want. You can slide back into the shadows. But uh, I'd like to invite the LEP ninjas, uh, my stealthy secret listeners, to step forwards and and let me know that you exist. Leave a nice comment or or. Well, any comment, really. Hopefully, it'll be a nice one. I imagine that the people who listen to this are, are, are generally nice people. I hope so. Right. So, there you go. Speak to you again soon. But for now, it's time to say goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks again for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk.